0: Are you guys ready to normalize not bringing up a relatable story about yourself when someone is telling you something about themselves and just listen? Are you ready to do that? That was one of the weirder tweets I've ever seen. How, how do you have a conversation? <laughs> I've been kind of.
1: Should... Go ahead. Now we're gonna know you. Go ahead.
0: I, I was just gonna say I've been kind of. Um. Waiting for this particular woke thing to come up, uh, you know, because
1: <laughs> you've been just lying in wait for the f- first time somebody just brings up the mechanics of a good re- conversation pl- as being problematic.
2: <laughs> you've been playing a uh, woke stocks. Yeah, I've been, play-
0: <laughs> I've been playing woke stocks. <laughs>
1: what's uh, what's uh, what are you bearish and bullish about? Like what's What's well, gonna be a cancelable offense soon that's not yet a cancelable offense?
0: Um something that isn't yet a cancelable offense, but will be Sooner. soon. <laughs> um well, okay, so then let's let's pretend that I'm the money guy. Uh isn't that his name? He's got dollar bills on his blazer.
1: Matthew Leska. Yeah. Are
0: you talking about the commercials? I guess Yeah,
2: the free money guy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, my thinking on this was like, okay. So like if you're in a conversation with somebody and you aren't really sure what the fuck to say and you're just trying to keep things humming along, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. No, my father-in-law had hemorrhoids or something. You know what I mean? Like you, you're trying, you just, you're just throwing shit out there because you want to make them think that you're listening. Um, but I, for a while have noticed, uh, I've taken note, I've been paying close attention to what people do and do not like in conversation. And I knew that one was coming. I knew that one was coming down the pike. So in that vein, um, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think here. Of you mean like a soon to be cancelable offense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woke stocks.
2: Uh,
1: Before we get too far down this road, I like when I'm talking to somebody and and I'm saying telling them something, and then they tell me a similar thing that happened to them and how they worked through it. Or I don't get this one. Well, like I, that's that's what I that's why I'm coming to to you for counsel is for you to tell me a
2: relatable story about your own experience with this thing. Well. I can say, like, I, I definitely can see where people who, like, monopolize on, like, a conversation and just, like, make everything about them.
0: <laughs> but, like, you know, it's like... If S- social punishers. Take, taking up- we call this in social justice spaces taking up space, Aaron. Yes, exactly. Taking
2: up space. Like, if someone <laughs> says, like, I mean, to the extreme, if someone says, like, their dad just died, you know, like, or their mom or something and trying to, like, you know, express, like, grief and, like, you're there to, like, comfort them Mm -hmm. and, like, shut the fuck up. If you're, like, yeah, you know, like, my dad died, like, 12 years ago or, like, my dog died or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know how it, like, it's, if you're, like, invading, like, that space, like, I could see that, but I don't, I don't understand how this is, like, an offensible, cancelable, like, thing, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I see what you're saying about, like, yeah, somebody comes to you and says, um, I've just been diagnosed with stage 4 uh, inoperable bone cancer, and then the first thing you do is talk about, well, you know, I uh, had a planter's wart removed three years ago, and it was a harrowing experience, and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think what you're saying is, like, the devil is in, like, the severity of the thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If somebody's telling you something heavy, maybe just you know, just listen. For yeah, a while. just don't like. If somebody's to... coming to you for <laughs> advice, I think that's the venue where you say, "Okay, yeah. now it's time for the that, relatable story."
0: That's that's when my father was murdered by eighteen thugs in a back alley, and then you jump in and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I knew a guy that happened to you once." <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: you be like, yo, I just watched this movie the other
2: day and, like, this dude fought 15 guys. Right. It's like, no, like,
0: <laughs> I saw a movie where Mark Wahlberg killed a guy, like, kind of like the guy that murdered your dad. <laughs> yeah. I've seen John Wick.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is the best. <laughs> just, like, yeah, somebody tells you something just, like, dead fucking serious, and then you, like, one, you make it about yourself, but, two, you just, like, try to relate it to something, like, very insignificant
2: (laughs) yeah it's something that's like not even real like a movie right (laughs) right yeah
0: Yeah. well i mean i've been trying this whole time i mean like looking somebody in the eyes when you speak to them will probably be a cancelable offense but then again like looking away (laughs) when you're speaking them will also perhaps be a cancelable offense interesting i I don't know where i don't know where i'd place my money on that one
2: what about handshakes? Because oh, like yeah. during COVID, like for over a year, like you know, like people were discouraged from like, like touching each other, like mm-hmm. being close. Like, what if now it's like seen as like a antisocial to not uh, shake one's hand upon meeting them, or, like, <laughs> or,
1: or you're looked at as like a disease vector because you are a handshaker.
0: You know what I mean? I yeah. I for like, me. I think that it'll be considered masculine, toxic masculinity, to shake hands. I mean, this guy toxic Mm. mask. This is easy, guys. Come on. What what about wearing a mask? What about
2: what? Like, what if you just? What about wearing a mask? Like, if you decide to wear a mask, like, like post-COVID, like, just for the rest of, I don't know, like your life
0: or whatever. Um. Well, according to. Nine tenths of the internet, the pandemic is not over and if you even suggest that the vast majority of people in this country are just not even treating it as if it's still going on, you are basically telling people to go out into the world and spread the virus. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well th- the C D C said that uh mask
2: wearing is like it's not mandatory anymore, so yeah. So they
1: said about condom usage too, while we're on the subject.
0: <laughs> yeah well i'm i mean filling up a gas bag with gasoline could be considered a cancelable offense
1: that shit is just so what what is the what is the basis for the gas shortage thing? Did that have something to do with the palestinian israeli thing or 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 something totally different <laughs> i, I... Because they they don't have gas there. They don't have oil there. You know what I mean? (laughs) They don't have a lot
2: of things. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that most people don't know that, but, you know. I I think it was, uh, I think it was like a hack or something on like a, I don't know, like the pipeline. And apparently, I don't know, like people were, you know how people were at the beginning of the pandemic were like hoarding toilet paper and all this shit? Uh, like yeah I think it was just like a panic thing where people but there were gas stations like in my state in Atlanta that didn't have gas so like it was a legit thing but people were just like freaking out and I think there was a ransom actually Uh, (laughs) it was a colonial like something pipelines or something and uh, there was a ransom but I guess it like worked out Biden did a whole speech on it today so I don't know (laughs) <laughs> so it's all it's all settled then though yeah i mean there's no ga- there's no gas shortage there's no like no, nah, I, I don't think so i saw i drove past a gas station and people weren't like i heard i heard in a news report that people were fighting over like hoarding gas so yeah i think it's like <laughs> i think it's good now but
1: any veteran of an eastern kentucky winner will tell you that that usually these things are much ado about nothing you go and you buy bread and milk and eggs and the whole shit and then like two days later all the snow melts off and you're like man i i probably could have powered through this with
2: just what i had but you know you you think that's y'all think that's like characteristic of like mass consumption and consumerism in america or it's just like i don't know like more of an innate thing because i don't know if if like when the pandemic happened like my mom, uh, or even like a blackout, my mom always has candles, right? Like, she's always, she's not a prepper, but she's always, like, ready, you know? And I don't know if, I mean, definitely people hoarding toilet paper and, like, gas and shit is insane, but I don't know. Um, what, did your, did alls parents uh, prep for Y2K?
0: Nah. No, I don't think we did, no.
1: Y'all didn't take the bait on that, we took the bait on that. <laughs> Well, in fact, behind our house right now, where I grew up there's a fifty five gallon drum full of twenty one year old kerosene <laughs> and I wonder how much like loss is in that you know uh-huh. what I mean like how much just evaporated or whatever and does it still work
2: what did what did What's the shelf life on kerosene What did people think was going to happen? I don't even understand well I think well, I
1: forget you you were Uh, we type when that all that happened like 10 basically correct me if i'm wrong terrence wasn't it didn't have something to do with like when they were writing all these computer codes or something they didn't account for the rollover from the 1900s to the 2000s and for some reason that was going to like shut down the global
0: (laughs) everything (laughs) yeah yeah i think that that's exactly what it was like computers would not be able to compute the number 2,000 or something. Yeah. So, uh, so we pulled all of our money out of the banks. We uh,
1: we didn't throw any, like, milk jugs away the whole year. We just, like, for year, <laughs> actually for, like, two or three years before that. the Under our trailer was, like, rows and rows and rows and rows of, like, just gallons of, like, water that were, like, stored up for,
0: you know, a rainy day. All right. Are there people that prep for a good time? Pre- people that prep for <laughs> something that's not bad, but, like, they've got a bunker full of dildos and ecstasy. <laughs> Cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. I think Y2K, too, yeah,
1: I think. Oh, it was a- People got on some free love shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I see. Okay.
0: It could have gone either way. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Really. I think a lot of people do that anyway. They're like, well, fuck it. If we're all gonna die. Let's just... You know, have a good time, have a little, do a little revelry.
0: Yeah. Well, so I, did Biden pay the ransom? <laughs> I mean, I think it would pretty funny.
1: <laughs> As Biden reversed the Bush era policy of not negotiating with terrorists, it's he just, just like fuck it. This is the path of least resistance, and it's just going to lead to world peace because he's such a cut.
2: Uh, 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 no, nah, I don't. uh nah i don't think that like eddie would pay the ransom the company or Biden, but somehow it's been resolved like i don't know I,
0: that's that's what makes me wonder if they just paid it on the slime where it's like we got to taken care of guys we back them down yeah. <laughs> they give them a briefcase yeah. that you open it and like gold shines up in their face you know yeah you gotta be, or, you gotta beat them with a park bench, right <laughs> or
1: or maybe it's the 21st century version and Biden's like, give me the phone, give me the phone. And he just, like, talks real tough, and then he takes it to the corner and says, what's that Venmo?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give me your app. Listen
1: here, you son of a bitch, what's your cash (laughs) app?
2: I'll send it to you just this one time. Wow. Wow. But it kind of sucks to think that, like, uh, you would have the capacity to, like, halt, like, you know, like, uh, gasoline distribution and fuel, whatever, and you would only just get the ransom and just be like, all right, I'm good. Right. And like leave, you know.
1: <laughs> I, bro, bro, we, we can't even get a revolution started. We can't motherfuckers shut down the U.S. gas industry demanding money on fucking cash app.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty funny. Like, there's no coordinated political action. It's just everybody's trying to catch it, you know, get a buck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck. God oh, I mean. <clears throat> well... Um, The issue is especially resonant now Repu- This is the Republicans take on it uh, People are eager to hit the road After more than a year of pandemic lockdown So they really did have to get that thing Resolved I guess Yeah, yeah I guess Kamala Harris Had to meet somebody in a park At 8.03pm Or something <laughs> In a trench coat <laughs> yeah.
1: Suitcase full of unmarked bills Right
0: <laughs>
1: God damn Oh man well, what a choke point! You know, everybody's like Jonesing to hit the road and get out there, and you just like fumble the potential to foment a rebellion by
2: just padding your own pockets, man. What a shame! <laughs> oh man, oh, like it's like a like anonymous, right? Like I don't know, like this, <laughs> like right. what? I don't I don't know anything about hacking. I don't know anything about that shit, but. Some of the shit they've done is impressive. It's like, why don't you just like erase everyone's debt? Like, is that possible? Like, right? Why don't you? I don't know. Instead of hacking like Twitter accounts and shit, man.
1: Kamala Harris shows up in the park with Mark bills and a guy in a guy fox mask. <laughs> Hawks.
2: Sitting at, sitting at either end of a park bench, slide, <laughs> sliding <laughs> a briefcase <laughs> between them.
1: Yeah. God damn it.
0: I mean, yeah. I guess there was people. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Aaron, there's people like panic buying gasoline and you saw all these pictures of people filling plastic bags with gasoline <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: Man, you could put a lot of things in a plastic
0: bag. I mean, even water, you know what I mean? Like, but gasoline. Uh, I mean, that but- is interesting. An interesting question, though. Like, what is that impulse? Like. Do you guys know who Philip Bump is? No. Philip Bump. <laughs> Philip Bump. Uh-uh. He's a fucking nerd who works for the Washington Post. He's just some reporter who's, you know, basically kind of like a Chris Eliza type. The kind, no. you know, the kind of like, I feel like there's like two kinds of reporters. There's like a why is this happening, and then there's a, a why is this happening, like on an even, even more... Um, like a Chris Hayes, like a, which I think is
2: literally like the name of his podcast, yeah, like, or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like the guys that are asking it, and you know they're too smart to be asking. And then the guys that are asking it because they're really they're good actually guys that they dumb. Like listen, yeah, <laughs> listen,
0: Philip Bump, are two of them. But there's the gas shortage is another recent example of Americans making things worse for one another. Uh, Philip Bump needs thinks we all need to come together get along not panic by but then he like goes off on this tangent about how we saw this in the pandemic early days of the pandemic how people were buying up all these masks and hand sanitizer and i mean it is kind of an interesting question like why i mean why are america like why are we like this is it because we've never really experienced any kind of resource deprivation like that since the 70s you know i mean yeah maybe
2: yeah and maybe because like uh you know the state like in times of like crisis uh is not designed to provide for people you know Mm -hmm. but instead people rely on like you know uh private entities and commodities to like uh get necessities in like you know situations where people can die you know so uh i don't know it's a it's definitely like pathological i think
0: right right well
2: well i mean we just i mean i don't
1: know i think uh too i think it's like uh, i don't even know where i was gonna go with that strike f strike f the
2: minutes. <laughs> this is above our class yeah yeah. we're trying to hypothesize so like why why, like,
1: <laughs> why? Yeah, I was going to make some grander point and I was like I can't even walk that out I'm so fucking dumb dude. probably
2: watch an Adam Curtis documentary <clears throat> and uh, feed that out that's where I was going to go with that I was <laughs> like
0: ah, I just did that too much well if um, I mean you know we, we beat ourselves up for having a brain fart every now and then but you know according to 124 retired generals and admirals. Biden is not mentally fit to lead the nation. What? Yeah. And yet, and, and yet.
1: yet, here he yes. is.
0: I didn't so, hear about this. Paving innovative grounds. Yeah. Um, a group of retired U.S. military admirals and generals signed a letter released Tuesday questioning Biden's fitness for office and cha- also challenging the outcome of the 2020 presidential election oh, it's a oh, flag <laughs> yeah, officers yeah, for america <laughs> uh, and, uh, this is why I
2: like you know dialectics like nuance because on the one hand he definitely is not mentally fit <laughs> to, to, to serve <laughs> they're not wrong if they would have <laughs> just <right>. stopped there <laughs> not wrong but it's also like you know they're hawks and like probably like mostly conservatives and shit neoconservatives so they just have the impetus to want to go to war he's a democratic president they think he's like soft but uh they're halfway right though I like I like but they're saying tacitly
1: that Trump is mentally fit to hold (laughs) yeah and that's where it gets in the weeds a little bit (laughs) that's when you sort of negate your initial argument Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah
0: they said um we are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776 the conflict is between supporters of socialism and marxism versus supporters (laughs) of constitutional freedom and liberty huh
1: that would that that would be the the battle lines yes
2: man who, who was it that said uh you know uh when something uh the first time something happens it's I forget the first line but the second time it's farce like it's just like history repeating itself where the the at this point you know the fact that they're using socialism and marxism like it's hearkening back to the red scare but it's like biden is not a socialist like it's like so like hyperbolized that you can't even take it seriously i mean you couldn't back then but like now it's like they're talking about supporters of marxism and socialism like Unfortunately, that's a that's a slim majority of people in this country. I, like three.
1: I wonder if like the sort of uh, nascent DSA Bernie movement, all this let's just say all this stuff that galvanized where we find ourselves today, never happened. Would they be using that canard if we were still mm-hmm. like a bunch of young Clinton activists? That's a good
2: point. Yeah. well, well weren't they? Like the right, weren't they still calling Democrats like socialists back then? Anyway, like it just seems like a tactic that they fall back on. But maybe it wouldn't be as like honest. Jewish
1: people. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's <still> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the tropes. Yeah, there's of history, yeah, there's a number of uh, yeah people <laughs> that Communists <laughs> has been shorthand for for a number of years.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, anyways, these guys. They say the Constitutional Republic is lost. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, it's pretty funny. 124 retired generals and admirals calling out Marxism in the government. You know, <laughs> I'm glad someone's on it anyways. Somebody's on the case. Um, well, so I want to talk a little bit about the Liz Cheney thing. <laughs> I think it's kind of an interesting, um, it's kind of an interesting development in the last couple of days. Like, I think Trump. What did Trump say? He said something like, "She's nasty." You know, <laughs> she's, a, she's a nasty woman. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. Jesus.
1: <clears throat> I love that. 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 You know what's so funny about the the, the Democrats is whatever. At one point, is their main blustering rallying call for a play at power? They always end up with the passage of time, like rehabilitating a little bit. Hmm. Do you remember, like when, like, like 2008? All we heard about was the Iraq War from Barack Obama. It's like the Iraq War. We can't, we can't do four more years of Bush for McCain and all this kind of stuff. Now. Like that, and like every liberal on the tip of their tongue, you know, vote or die, and 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 all this this stuff, you know. And uh, it's weird that like now we're rehabilitated. Not George Bush is not only like a sweet grandpa that paints, but Liz Cheney, daughter of the most evil man that ever drew breath in America, (laughs) uh, is now the darling is yeah. now the yeah. darling of the Democratic Party and deserving, in their estimation, of a profiles and courage.
2: Did, did y'all see that uh, that a majority of Biden and uh, Democratic voters uh, have a favorable approval rating of Liz Cheney?
1: <laughs> Makes total like, sense. Makes total sense. We will have an ICE agent on Ellen DeGeneres in the next 10 years,
2: 100% ice bay
1: yeah yeah ice bay will be on i mean that kind of
2: already happened yeah yeah ice bay what's that uh this uh this ice agent uh who people were like oh. you know salivating over yeah I remember and, that, and yeah. it's just like yeah man yeah
0: um yeah i mean, there's there's really nothing i don't know if there's any like conclusions to draw from the liz cheney thing I'm probably not the person to do it, but it is kind of funny from a Schadenfreude, you know, perspective. Um, Just to watch this (laughs) Cretan meet her demise. (laughs) Uh, I just want to read the first couple lines of this story from the New York Times. As she arrived at the Capitol on Wednesday morning to meet her fate, the soon-to-be-deposed number 3 Republican in the House hinted that she was already eyeing her next role. The party is going to come back stronger and I'm going to lead the effort to do it, Re- Representative Liz Cheney said as she stepped into an elevator and down to her demise. <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> it sounded like the elevator failed and she
2: died. <laughs> yeah, in flames or some shit, yeah.
1: And those friends were her last words.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh.
0: so, yeah, what they did was they... Representative Kevin McCarthy, the Republican minority leader, was trying to address a short-term challenge and in a narrow sense he was successful. He was he will no longer blah blah fuck. I can't. Okay. Sorry. Her colleague stripped her of her post to chair the House Republican Conference. Um and uh, and so as a result, all of these people have now started like, for example, you're, do y'all know who Jennifer Rubin is? J. Rubin Blogger? Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. unfortunately. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, J. Rubin Blogger said, the stampede away from the GOP begins.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, apparently there are like a like hundred or something like uh, Republican and former Republican politicians who are threatening to split from the GOP and like form a third party. Like they haven't said they're going to do it, but they're warning that they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh yeah, like that's a I don't know, man. That's interesting cuz I don't I don't see that. I know the whole realignment it's been happening over the past 30 years, but I can't imagine like like who are these people going to be? Like the party really is Trump's party, you know. These people are going to be casted out. Like they're going to go to uh Fundraisers and shit in their own states and be booed off stage. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's interesting. Do you think? I always think about Paul Ryan's departure in Wisconsin, and how he like portended some like awful like fate of the party or whatever. When he, which was might have just been just cover for him to just get the hell out of politics and go get like speech money or whatever the fuck he's doing now. But, like, do you think he jumped the gun a little too
2: early? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, he probably left at the right time, man, because he didn't get tainted with, like... But, I mean, no one's really tainted by Trump. You know? Like, uh, Mike Pence... <laughs> Everybody and nobody is tainted Everybody, by exactly. Trump. Everybody <laughs> and nobody, man. Like, they were able to, like, squeeze away from that shit. But, uh... Yo, there was a guy, man. I forget his name. But there was a guy that, that uh... That, uh... Cantor eric Cantor, i think oh, yeah, that yeah. uh for virginia yeah man and yeah. like you know john boehner and shit like that right like uh who is now apparently investing in like recreational weed so like I, he got out early you know a partner with Dennis rodman and Potcoin. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious no no, no I'm oh, shit, that <laughs> that would be oh they got like a new whiskey or champagne or some shit that they're advertising <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right um <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I yeah I don't know. Kind of lost my train of thought there. It was oh. some sort of larger point I was moving towards that I don't even. I we could just read from this Jay Rubin blogger piece though. It's kind of amusing. I mean, this is the alternate reality these people live in. Representative Liz Cheney threw down the gauntlet on Wednesday, refusing to accede to her party's transformation into a cult. Calling out the liars in her midst, she is now House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's worst nightmare. (laughs) I think that he is not leading with principle right now, Cheney said in an NBC interview. And I think that is sad. And I think it's dangerous. In other words, he's the spineless (laughs) pawn of the former president who will do his bidding no matter how outrageous the demand. It's like... She said that? um, Or was that some editorializing? That's editorializing. From Jay Rubin. Okay, okay. Um... As Cheney tosses McCarthy around like a rag doll, she was making crystal clear <laughs> how high the stakes are in 2022.
2: Would she like the she Hulk or some shit? <laughs>
0: did she what? I said, is she like the Hulk or some shit? <laughs> just, like, toss um, yeah. I mean, I would go so far as to say that if a you know a young blood and soil somewhat charming guy ran against mcconnell if he did run against you know a maga guy ran against mcconnell if he did run for reelection, that mcconnell would probably lose at this point like mm. i don't know lindsey graham said today like he was like we can't just you know we can't just throw these people out of the party he's talking about the trump people it's like that would be the majority of our base <laughs> like, yeah, i mean
1: exactly.
0: these people all know that this is the vast majority of the party there's not a lot of liz cheney's out there so she might lose. I don't know. You think she's? You think she's I, cooked?
1: I got. A, I got a question. Why? Why the concern about the Trump associations now? Is there something I'm not connecting here? Because he's a. Uh, because
2: he is. Lost. He, is he toxic? Is Trump toxic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think. I think to them because uh, I was talking about it with my girlfriend, and she was like, "Yo, why are these people? Why do they still believe that uh, the election was stolen?" And I was saying, like the the actual politicians, and I was like, well, they either are cynical about it and they know it wasn't, but they have to like their their base is still like you know addicted to like the Trump, you know, like they yeah. you know they they still believe that this is his party and the vision of America that he has is what needs to happen. But I think there are other people who uh, actually believe that shit, man, like. Not just the Marjorie Taylor Greens, but I don't know, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think there are some of them that actually like do believe this shit, you know. And we're gonna have more of like less of the cynicism and like the true believers in that shit. So, yeah, you know, like Mitch McConnell, maybe uh, there will be somebody who could challenge him who is like you know straight up like a like a Trumpian type of you know figure who's trying to take back the party, and maybe he'll lose. That shit is terrifying. <laughs> It is an interesting prospect. What was
1: the thing that that McConnell said the other day that caused that? Did y'all see the thing going around about the New Jersey congressman that was talking about Kentucky being the moocher state? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That thing. That was inspired by McConnell saying something to somebody, and I forgot. About New Jersey? Did y'all see that? I think so. I think so. I can't remember exactly what it was. Hold on a second. It
2: was... Fucking great, though. It, it, you mean, like, the mutual state, like, the state is, like, uh, you know, like, sucking resources away and, like, not, like, being reciprocal? Like, is that what he, like, blaming, like... Yeah,
1: basically, just that old canard about, like, states like Kentucky, you know, uh, get sent more than they, like, you know, bring in. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. I think it was, like... Mm. McConnell said, we're not interested in reopening the 2017 tax bill. Uh, We both made that clear with the president. That's our red line, McConnell says next to McCarthy. (laughs) This discussion will not include revisiting the 2017 tax bill, which then prompted Representative Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey. Oh, my fucking God, this guy, yeah. (laughs) My red line is not having New Jersey continue to foot the bill for a moocher state like Kentucky. The 2017 tax hike bill hit blue states like New Jersey with the salt cap to pay for tax cuts for their families, and it hit our families hard. Dude,
2: like that—that that guy is like a fucking ghoul, man. Like he's part of the problem solvers caucus in the House, and uh, he's a Democrat, but like, I mean, he's a Republican, you know. So uh, I could. T-
1: He's a, is he Republican?
2: No, he's a Democrat. But I mean, oh, he's I started a to say, yeah, yeah, he's a right, conservative. Right, right. You know, he's like a he's like a northeastern Joe Manchin. You know,
1: there's those there's those guys that always drop like arcane sort of like legislative things in their tweets. Like nine out of ten people don't know what the fuck the salt cap was. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's over here flexing like, say, this is my this is my red line, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, I hate those times. Anyway.
0: We're not going to be... Really going will find a way. The taxes. Man, I can't. <laughs>
1: that's, that's a good It's Yeah, you, you have, the, you have the, like, <laughs>
0: the, the guttural, like, you
2: know, like the gullet. Like, yeah. That, yeah. If, come you got, deep yeah. The gullet.
0: if you can get me a quote here, I can probably. Let's see. We're not interested in real the... Two thousand seventeen tax <laughs> fuck. Like I can't. I. Can't. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: Yo, you had it. You had it, I man. Had. I, I was slipping it. into it. You had it. You
0: had it. Made clear to the
1: president.
2: <laughs> that's that's
1: it. No, that's <laughs> that's it. The president. The yeah. President. The president. You gotta go <laughs> deep and come out, man. The like. President <laughs> battle downcast. the tax battle. Well i want you to do the rest of the show in there yeah yeah exactly all right right.
0: so well i'm kind of confused as to why they decided to vote now to oust her what like did something prompt this like i can't even find the answer to that everything i've seen just says they just voted on this and that was that
2: after the election uh I heard like this was bubbling but i don't i don't know if anything recently that would have made them do it maybe uh maybe it just got through committee or you know in a bureaucratic way Hmm. Or, or i don't know it's a it's it's just funny because uh on the one hand like it's like just desserts like yeah like fuck you you know you deserve this but on the other hand there's like now this insane i mean the republican party has always been insane but like you know marjorie taylor green like lauren bobert like that Hawthorne kid mm-hmm. and being like whipped around by like mccarthy so yeah,
0: man. <laughs> this is pretty funny she said <laughs> she said i promise you this after today i will be leading the fight to restore our party and our nation to conservative principles, to defeating socialism, to defending our republic, to making the GOP worthy again of being the party of Lincoln. Her comments were booed by a number of GOP lawmakers in the room. Boo! <laughs> 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 oh, fuck off! We love socialism!
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> Man. Yeah, that, but it's like... What, like what she's saying is exactly what these people would right like yeah i mean like at some point when you lead to when it comes to its natural conclusion like that's what the party is going to be so like you can't like run away from it like this is exact, exactly what you want
0: like these people want what you're preaching so you can't be bad at them where they would kick you out but it is funny though this is pretty funny uh tom you've made this point before but kevin mccarthy was talking about this later he said um uh, let see. Cheney was taken down just minutes into the Wednesday morning conference, a sharp contrast from the February meeting where both pro and anti-Cheney members aired their grievances. In a letter sent to his members Monday, McCarthy reaffirmed that the vote on her leadership position would take place on Wednesday, adding that the party was not closed off to members who offered dissenting opinions. He said, we are a big tent party. <laughs> we represent <laughs> Americans of all backgrounds and continue to grow our movement by the day. And unlike the left, we embrace free thought and debate.
2: I mean, where's the lie, man? Yeah, <laughs> that's,
1: right. what that's what I was gonna say. Was like, yeah, you got got me there. I mean, you
0: said it before. Time like they really are a big tent. Like they really will just fucking take anybody. Yeah, I <laughs> they mean have they
1: have to. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: They're, just- they're they're like a minoritarian like party, so they got to rely on like, you know, like shit like in Georgia. You know what I mean? Like restricted to vote, like kicking people out, especially like a uh, Liz Cheney. You know. Because she's like, you know, she's useless at this point, but
1: I, uh, I just imagine Kevin McCarthy and Lindsey Graham touring the countryside in search of would-be conservatives. And they, like, run up on an encampment of Zapatistas. And then, like, the Zapatistas are, like, you know, basically telling them they want to, like, spread their guts everywhere and, you know, uh la victoria siempre and all that stuff. And then Lindsey Graham and Kevin McCarthy are just like, well, that's not the best start, but hell,
2: what the hell? Why not?
1: The shape of the Republican Party could look very fucking weird in like ten years, just no cohesiveness, no. kind of like the Democrats now. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but at least the Republicans are more aware of like what their party is. You know what I mean? Or at least they, they, have, can a pay- they have a project. Yeah, exactly. They have a long-term ideological project. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um well, uh so what I mean what else? Do you guys got anything else you'd like to talk about? I mean, we can I mean, I
1: I, I left the last 10 minutes open just so that you know <laughs> we can I
2: did I did want to bring up that uh, I heard today that Brian Kemp is, uh Kemp is canceling the enhanced unemployment like the extra $300. Right. Really? it's supposed to last until september but apparently he's cutting it off in like mid-june so uh and so he's
1: rooking some family out of 900 bucks just yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, out 100. of yeah. Yeah. a family who may vote for him because, well like there are a lot of republicans who like you know voters in the state who like like that so
0: yeah i mean it's crazy because it's it's not really any different than Biden saying, what did he say? We're going to make it clear that anyone collecting unemployment who is offered a suitable job must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits.
1: What? Has, uh, has he indicated any definition of what suitable exactly. might mean in this
2: circumstance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is pissing in like a bottle, you know? Right. Like in your truck, a suitable job? Like, no. Right. Not having a break for like a couple hours? I don't know. Yeah, because,
1: you know, if I'm doing something for $7 and if I'm cleaning grease traps for $7 an hour, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, think I think I'll ride this unemployment thing out a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, talking to my friends about it, but I, uh, I wasn't getting my unemployment because it ended in, like, March. So it lasted for a year. And uh, I started looking around for a job, like working at a restaurant or something. And uh, it kicked in, like... A couple days after I got a, a interview offer, and I was like, "Nah, man, fuck that! Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna like go to work and like you know work for like you know a shitty job for like low wages." Which a lot of people are like that, right? Especially uh people who have kids, you know, who don't have like childcare. So it's just funny that everyone is uh, getting up in arms about uh, people not wanting to work when it's like uh, paying more. You know,
1: I, I see some there's some like stores here in Lexington that are kind of reversing course on that. I see. I see you responded of it one of two ways. If you're like some dude that's like, you know, in his mid 50s on statins, that's like taking a flyer and starting a McDonald's franchise or something like that. Usually that guy's going to say nobody wants to work anymore. You're all lazy bums for not wanting to be under my thumb and part of this them. and then others are saying how about they're like bargaining on their signage how about ten dollars an hour i saw today culver says okay twelve dollars an hour we're going we're we're hired and we're starting at twelve dollars an hour so you it's just one of two ways either you double down and call it try to goad people into working for you by calling them lazy or you just enter the sort of like We're not going to fifteen because if we say fifteen, then we're going to validate fight for fifteen, and that's going that's a slippery slope that could open Pandora's box.
2: But how about ten fifty? How about twelve? You know? How about fifty dollars for an interview, which McDonald's was doing? Like they were offering people fifty bucks to come in uh, for an interview. But I I don't know if this is like true. Don't like quote me on this. But uh, he said also that if people didn't take the job, uh, McDonald's would report them to the Department of Labor like of their state and, uh, so it's
1: like a the, trap
2: yeah exactly a petty ass trap for no fucking reason because McDonald's is not fucking paying that unemployment like it's so fucking like Bro, I somebody shit.
1: gave me 50 bucks come to an interview and they reported me to the to the feds I'd go beat the brakes off that motherfucker I swear I I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my 50
2: dollars worth exactly
0: <laughs> oh man but yeah
1: it's truly fucking amazing, though, man. It's it's just a, a hilarious state of affairs
2: with all this shit. I mean I mean you would think that like uh like the elites like uh the establishment, I mean they wouldn't, but you would think that people they would realize that people like like getting money, you know, like it also helps the economy and they would just do it. But like instead they try to raid it back, like even Biden, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: it's that's the bottom line here, man. People, <laughs> want, people want to get money. They don't want to, like... It's just like there's a ratio of, like, how bad I felt at the end of the day versus how much money I got. <laughs> exactly. And there's, like, a threshold and a bare minimum that people are at. And that's where the... You know, that's
0: where shit needs to be at. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, so... I mean, there's there's really one topic that's sort of looming over everything else obviously and it's what's going on in palestine right now um i wasn't really sure if i wanted to talk about it mostly because i'm not a, an expert and anything i could say about it would basically just be your standard um there's a right and a wrong answer here you know like there's not mm. there's no moral equivocation here it's not both sides bullshit um But I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about it or wanted to talk about any of the um, uh, maybe sort of responses you've seen or or sort of like news coverage of it or or not. We could just uh, move on and say, fuck to Israel, you know, fuck to the cops.
1: One thing I think is, I think you see, it's kind of glaring. It's like you've always known there's like a propaganda machine there that's like propping like you know israeli legitimacy up and all that stuff and it's weird to see how it's it's like seeping into all of our sort of entertainment products too it's like i I didn't just realize how in i i mean i guess and this is just probably just foolish and ignorance on my part but i guess i just didn't realize how willing to go to the mat that uh a lot of people are about about israel and even in like places like where we're from where again you know like people don't really i think a lot of people don't really understand the ins and outs of all that situation but it boils down to um well if i'm going to get my mansion on high then you know yeah i have to you know i have to have this unwavering support for israel as laid out Hmm. in the scriptures you know what i mean and they don't realize the sort of horseshoe anti-semitism you know of of that notion uh but it is it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh striking you know when you see all this uh you know and, and and i understand that impulse too terrence to be like oh well you know, I'm not an expert on this, and it's like. Also, we're show about you know the South and that flash shit. So, like, what, like, what could we, you know, hmm. add to uh, what? What could we add to that discussion? But uh, that I think that's part of it too, though, right? That gaslighting into like, oh well, you, oh you're you're an expert on the Middle East all of a sudden, da da da. da. But this one is fairly cutting right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you always see that, yeah, yeah. you know, like people want to like obscure that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, this is an interesting tension and friction and all this stuff. And no, it's just, it's just
2: hypocrisy and, 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 and genocide That's what it is, really. So. I, saw, uh, I saw a tweet. Uh, this, uh, this person was, uh, said, uh, quote, uh, oh, you care so much about what's going on uh, in Gaza. Uh, point to it on a map. And uh, I guess, like, you know, the person did, and they were like, okay, that's good. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, like (laughs) good job. But, you know, it's like, well, dude, like even if you don't because I don't know, this is something like where I think until like there is something that's uh, publicized, uh, especially on the media, uh, where people like kind of like turn their heads back and pay attention. But it's something that's ongoing. And I mean, even me, you know, um, it it took me a minute to be like, because there's 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 one way that shit like this can be like almost like oppression porn you know and it can be performative um, and uh, I mean obviously like if you're something that you know believes in the things that we do you know or even if you're just a fucking decent human being like uh, this is something that you should care about but it's just kind of weird how like uh, like just now people are like realizing you know and I'm wondering like how much of it is uh, like genuine concern and understanding of like What's been going on there, you know, which I don't have complete knowledge of, which makes me not, you know, also like to feel comfortable about talking about it. I'm not an expert, but uh, and how much of it is like people kind of learning for the first time and how much of it is just people saying this is a bad thing that I should care about, you know. And uh, yeah, you hear people say shit like this is a a religious war that's been going on for like uh, centuries, you know, thousands of years. And that's how little people know about this, you know to the point where like now it's uh it's quickly uh devolved into like both sides of them you know yeah that's a uh,
1: yeah man as laid out by our matinee
2: idol gal gadot who has yes. uh was concerned for the well-being of everybody yeah <laughs> i mean rihanna too man uh at first she uh had a tweet that said a uh, free palestine and then uh she came around and had like a gal gadot response which Ugh. i mean yeah fuck these people like their opinions don't matter but i think it's like a barometer for like the way that most people think they should feel about this issue
0: yeah you know i think you're right i mean i think that it seems pretty obvious anytime you see something like this you go to the fucking wikipedia page or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) no yeah yeah and you like look at the the combatants and stuff number of people injured number of people killed every single one of them i mean the number of palestinians killed and injured is you know Fifty times more, and mm. it's just—I mean, it's just like it doesn't take a fucking rocket science degree or even a, a Ph.D. in Middle Eastern history to know like what's going on here. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because it's one of the few examples in our modern world of of a sort of institutionalized apartheid. Like in America, mm. in America, it's it's it ex- still exists, of course, but it's not like formal. Now it's all, you know, embedded in all the social relations and obscured by everything and, you know, is manifested through things like police killings and stuff. But there, I mean, it is a a flat-out cut-and-dry case of people's lands being either occupied, as in the case of the West Bank, or uh, being cordoned off into a, you know, basically an open-air prison. And, you know, you look at those videos of, like—I mean, did you guys see that video of that guy— who like had his child with him and and he was in tel aviv and and he was like they're they're sending rockets in you know what i mean like me and my child like we had to get down on the ground and in the background you can see a guy just casually strolling by you know what i mean it's just mm, like yeah. right or the people that ripped their shirts to act like they were like yeah attacked or whatever it's yeah. crazy i mean it's just full-on like if you're gonna rationalize um your country's military just bombing an apartment complex building you know what i mean just flat out just completely leveling an a apart- uh, a city block like you've got you know you, that's several degrees of indoctrination there you know like these they're all just so in on the program you know it's just yeah. i don't know it i'm talking about the israelis you know yeah. it, uh, uh i saw i
2: don't know like like, when I think about it, man, uh, and the things that I know, like, for example, the uh, IDF does trainings for police departments uh, in the United States, including uh, Georgia State University for uh, the police there. Uh, they do uh, trainings and, you know, just the tactics that are used, like, you know, the same way that uh, George Floyd, like the way he was murdered. You know, I've seen pictures of IDF soldiers doing the same thing to Palestinians, and uh, it's I want to read this quote from Barry Weiss. I guess this is her, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys seen it. I guess this is from her substack and it's like truly horrific. Um, she says, uh, some of these people um, talking about the conflict, um, I mean the conflict is to say the least, um, are entirely innocent non-combatants including children. This is an unspeakable tragedy. It is also one of the unavoidable burdens of political power of Zionism's dream turned into the reality of self-determination. So, like, when I hear that, man, I think about, like, you know, uh, the the 30s, the 40s, and 60s. Like, I mean, all throughout, like, you know, uh, the early 20th century in America, the way that, uh, I mean, whites were encouraged to, like, lynch black people, to hunt them down, you know? Right. Like, that was built into the social relations of racial capitalism. And a racial hierarchy and uh, I don't know I have to look at that and I'm just like that is I mean that has been I don't know it's just it's just something that just is Is so horrific I don't even really have the words for it you know like it and and the fact that Barry Weiss could say this outright like it sounds like it's ripped out of something from like 60 70 years ago you know oh yeah I mean in the south
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's the and yeah. It's normalized. You know. It's the same. It's why when you're driving on 23 between Big Stone Gap and Gate City, there's that house with the Israeli flag and the Confederate flag. I mean, it's they're both states based off a kind of supremacism and yeah. real racist. No, you know what I mean? Like real racist. Exactly. No. Nah.
2: Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, yeah It's uh, I don't know, man. It's it's just. <laughs> It's uh, just been so mystified that uh, you know. I mean, people know this. People listening, but just the uh, the moral equivalency, or or saying that uh, Israel has the right to defend itself, you know, but uh, you know, Palestine apparently doesn't. So it's uh, a
0: yeah. <laughs> dude. I mean, I'll tell you how stupid I am. I don't think I knew until my, maybe I was twenty years old that israel was a modern nation state created in the fucking 1940s I, I literally saw it on a map growing up and being like oh yeah that's the israel from the bible <laughs> i thought that shit was the I, oldest country on earth yeah, exactly yeah the, yeah yeah
2: i was like bro that's been around for a
0: minute."
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was like the spiritual cradle of human civilization yeah yeah yeah, I didn't know
1: that. Like a lot of these places were just like carved up, like in the after, like by the British or whoever. Yeah. You know,
2: the French, the Americans, Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, yeah same yeah. way. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I did want to bring up about it is uh, we should stop and recognize that Tel Aviv is the queer, feminist, egalitarian <laughs> capital of the Middle East. And we won't stand for those Hamas rockets being. <laughs> Fired upon her. <laughs> this uh, this might be the worst tweet I've ever seen. And I've seen... I've lived through a lot of them. That's you know a what high I mean? bar, man. Tel Aviv, period. <laughs> the queer feminist egalitarian capital of the Middle East. Yes, Hamas is firing rockets at it because it's filled with Jews. But also because it stands as a beacon for human freedom. And jihad will never win against these impenetrable
0: values. <laughs> You know, so as a dutiful PMC, probably the very first political cause I ever got involved with in was uh, Palestinian Palestinian Solidarity Committee. You know, University of Texas, uh, and it's crazy how in the last ten years I graduated college, two thousand eleven. It's fucking insane. How in the last 10 years, how far to the right, all of the talking points and windows of opportunity or whatever have moved on this. Like, nobody talks about the two-state solution anymore. Like, a very slim margin of people. And and I I don't believe in that, obviously. And I never Mm -hmm. did. Once I really learned what was going on. But it is fascinating to me how there's no middle ground anymore. uh, Mm -hmm. Which I find very fascinating. Um, because people, you know, I've got friends, or friends, I use the term loosely, people I went to college with who like went on birthright and stuff, you know, and, and like spent years in there, there and everything. And, and and I shit you not, they I saw one of them online yesterday being like, the people who believe in Israel's right to exist but also believe in Palestinians' right to re- uh, self-determination or whatever the fuck they phrase they use that's like cooked up in some fucking uh lobbyist package somewhere it's like they're being erased this is erasure like we exist and it's like yeah like six of you there's fucking six (laughs) of you left you know like there is none of these people anymore they're like the Liz Cheney's of the world it's like I mean look look what's going on like you've got that video of them burning the fucking temple on the mount and them all just like scream you know singing and dancing and it's the most disgusting, sickening thing I've ever fucking seen, and and it's just like that, That's why you're that you think you're being erased because like this, that's what this is for. Do you not get the fucking memo? Like it's a state based on a kind of supremacism, and where do you think that fucking leads? Like are you out of your fucking mind? I don't know. It's it's just disgusting. <clears throat> yeah. I saw- I saw this. Uh, I saw this video uh, that Democracy
2: Now ha- uh, posted with this um, this this Palestinian woman uh, yelling at um, this Israeli Jew and telling him that um, you know you you kicked me out of my home like I used to live here and now I'm homeless and he's saying um, well I didn't do it and if it wasn't me it'd be somebody else and like that that sort of like this is why like people like people who were saying that Gal Gadot like. Um, you know, at least she, uh, rebuked Netanyahu's comments, you know, but she never apologized for like, like serving in the IDF and she never was <laughs> yes, being in the IDF <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and she never would because, uh, uh, it's so the, the indoctrination is that your, your role is to, uh, constantly attack an aggressor, you know, and constantly like, you know, be able to, to, I mean, I don't know. I I don't I don't think that anyone can admit that that project is uh, about egalitarianism. Right. Like it's not in its current iteration. You know, and you have to be honest about that. And you can't just like rebuke Netanyahu or anybody else. You have to like like admit like the role that you had
0: in this project. That's why she's getting shit, you know. I mean, the whole thing is based off of the whole community's role. I mean, like that's what settler colonialism is. You know, it's like exactly. it's not like the state itself is like going in. I mean, it is seizing these these uh, pieces of land, but it's literally it's almost exactly like how the United States took land from the from the indigenous people. I mean, lit- yeah. I mean, they just send uh, middle class and working class people into those places and then tell them, well, yeah, you can live there now. The land is yours, you know? So it's it's a fucking... Everybody's involved. Everybody's fucking uh, culpable to a degree, and that includes even Americans who fucking pay for the whole goddamn thing. Bankroll it. yeah, And defend it.
1: Yeah. We're all getting ready to sign uh, checks to just go send in the (laughs) next couple of days, you know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, it's not an original point, obviously, but, like, just... Sort of the anti-Semitism that the whole project of Israel's is founded on of, like, France and, and Poland and Hungary and Russia and all these places wanting to get rid of Jews. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, it like, we don't talk about that either, you know? It's like a, I forget who said it, but they said it was, they called it uh, <laughs> the world's biggest racist NIMBY project or something. <laughs>
0: I'm oh, shit. not wrong. It. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I just
2: wonder, uh, you know, like I was trying to like talk, say before the, like how impermanent some of these things seem, you know, when they like catch the eye of the public, especially the media. So like, I'm kind of like wondering like, um, you know uh because there are there is going to be an escalation you know more people are going to die and i'm just wondering like when is this going to fade from like the public consciousness you know and uh i don't know i i mean i've seen like uh protests and rallies like in cities all across the country and that gives me hope but it's just a uh, kind of depressing knowing that uh you know this is going to continue and this is just something that uh we are all now like, well, not we, but, you know, a lot of people are kind of like uh, glued into because uh, they should feel bad. But, you know, it's uh, it's something that they're not aware of because of the way that our politics and culture works. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I will say that I think that while I've obviously the Israeli government has only gone to the right in, you know, that's the only natural trajectory it can go. I mean, like, mm. there's no fucking reforming <laughs> yeah. any yeah. of that. Like, exactly. it's the same principle yeah. underneath the cops, and there's no fucking coincidence. They train our cops. But I will say that it, it does feel like in America, and I could be wrong about this, but it does feel like more and more people um, are waking up to how completely fraudulent it is. I mean... You know, I don't know really why that is if it's because of Black Lives Matter. I think that's a big part of it. I think that that's tied into it. I also think social media is also tied into it in the same way that social media is also kind of what uh inserted Black Lives Matter into um the sort of, you know, I mean through videos and all everything mm. like that. But it does seem to me that as opposed to 10 years ago, people are um just flat out, like, <laughs> this place doesn't – it should not exist. You yeah, know, this yeah. is – like, this is a settler colonial ethnostate. What the fuck is this, you know? And <laughs> exactly. It, it, and it feels – I mean, like, that to me feels like a potentially a hopeful thing. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't really know how you harness that or what good it do, good it does, but, I mean, everybody that is – even if it's one person at a time everybody that is uh brought over to the side of the palestinians is a victory and um and yeah i mean i don't know there are ways to um support it uh i'm not aware or i don't know any off the top of my head but i'm sure we could find some to to boost out there for people yeah yeah yeah
2: i think the uh You know, definitely for what it's worth, the backlash against uh, Gal Gadot, like that's like a good sign, you know, like, uh, or that's a sign at least we should be a little bit hopeful for and kind of hold on to and hope that, uh, that kind of expands and express itself into something a little bit
0: more kind of direct and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, material, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that concludes the show for this week. If you'd like to go support us on Patreon, you can do so, patreoncom com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Uh, $5 a month will get you an episode every Sunday, so please go check that out. And um, anything else? No. All hearts and minds clear. All right. Need some food. Yeah. That's a good idea. Huh. All right, well, we'll see you all next time. All right. Bye.